Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Our show tonight is brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event in Washington, D.C. We have a lot to discuss tonight. A lot's going on down in Florida, and we'll have Peggy Dupree coming on here shortly to begin our conversation about that. In the meantime... um, I have been getting hammered all day long with uh, supposedly uh, people meeting with the president and everything. That ain't happening. Um, But we wish it was. And I want to say again, this thing of passing out other people's contact information and phone numbers without their permission, don't do that. Uh, The people who are after you to share your contacts especially if they're political or the media don't do that Um, what has happened in many cases people let go of this information particularly if it deals with media and the non-stop phone calling starts the um, text messaging the emails it's incessant it's relentless Uh, how you should talk to this person because they're the greatest person in the world and they're the best advocate that ever was. And if it wasn't for them, the whole world would have collapsed a long time ago. Don't do it. That door will slam shut on you so fast. Don't do it. And please do not go to these people and start running down other advocates. Whether you like them, you don't like them, don't do this. These people aren't in the business of gossip. And what your personal opinions are about anyone else is neither here nor there. Speak for yourself, but speak honestly. Um, I never, anywhere I go, misrepresent who I am, what I do, what I have done. And it really bothers me that we have these people who act like provocateurs in this issue 
that are actually causing more damage than they are any good. Um, in fact, we find very little good that they do. We've seen people put in jail. We've seen people lose their cases that should have actually won them, which isn't necessarily the fault of the provocateur. Most times it is just a corrupt court. But like I say, uh, and all this talk about working together, oh, let's work together. Uh, no, that person who is telling you, oh, we need to work, we need to have a coalition, is basically wanting a bunch of hand servants to do all the work, and then they'll take all the work and your research and everything else and stand up and go, look what I did, and never credit you a bit for everything that you did. Learn to be a little more selective. Not everybody is there to help you. Too many people are there to promote themselves. They're not about the cause. It's about glorifying themselves. And you need to learn to tell the difference. I I get these complaints all the time that so-and-so gave my contact information uh, out and now what do I do? How do I stop them from contacting me? I don't know what to tell you other than send them a cease and desist. And I don't know that that'll work because many of these people don't pay much attention to anything. But keep those things in mind. Keep your conversations professional, unemotional, and make sure you know what you're talking about. Always have documentation. Learn your topic. It's one thing to say I was injured in probate court, but you need to be able to show where, how you were violated, who did the violating you need to be able to show and prove all of that because otherwise nobody listens to you. With that in mind, um, Cosley, I say, will be joining us in a few minutes. She's delayed. Business is booming for her. and But we've got a special guest with us, Peggy Dupree. Peggy, say hello. Peggy. Peggy. Hello, Peggy. No, no Peggy. I don't know what's happening here. Oh, here we go again. I don't understand what is happening. Peggy? Thing has happened to our audio again. Let's see, maybe she'll call back in. And uh, we've been having a heck of a time. We've been had one show actually center, censored. We've had other shows absolutely collapse. Um, this ain't no accident. You know, if it happens once here and there, you can figure it's it's a, a mistake or you know a technical difficulty. Okay, let's try her one more time. Marty, I'm okay. on. Okay. Okay, now I can Hello? hear you. Can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear I don't me? Know what happened. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. I was just kind of giving an intro there. Peggy, I'm going to let you lead this in and um, because you have three different bills, actually, or three different issues you want to talk about here. So why don't you start with what you think is the most important, and let's go with from there. Well, we're going to discuss the summary uh, bill that was passed on March 11, 2020, uh, Bill 994. Um, we can do that one first, and then we'll do the other one. Okay. According to the date, it was approved okay. by the Governor Ron DeSantos. 
the okay. final bill on the floor was 117 yes. Everybody approved this bill. What this bill is doing is a guardianship is concept whereby a guardian acts on behalf of the ward whom the law regards as incapable of managing his or her own persons or property. I'm reading the bill, okay? And they can yeah, get this okay. bill online, too, to confirm everything I'm saying on this. Or both due to yeah. age, you know, being incapacitated, a court may appoint a public or private guardian with this bill, and they can have the professional guardian uh, have a assistant uh, do the assessment or a um, – Doctor can do the assessments with this bill that got passed. It's a pretty good bill that got passed, I think. So they're okay. making progress in the Florida legislation. And okay. they do talk a little bit about the Guardians' investigations, July of 2019, about the Rebecca uh, case that caused uh, the gentleman to die with choking on food. Yes. So that's a very mm-hmm. sad story. Uh, I don't really want to go into that. I just want to stick with what was passed with the bill. So this okay. bill uh, requires the courts to inquire into concerning a potential disqualification and potential conflict of interest prior to appointment of a guardian. It, prohib- it prohibits professional guardians from petitioning for their own appointment, which is good. They can't make money no more. So it allows public guardians to petition for their own appointments to certain persons. The uh, bill requires okay. a petition for appointment of a guardian to contain certain information relative to the guardian, alternative to the guardian. It, this is great because it's trying to get people in the court and professional advocates to to uh, deter people from doing guardianship and give them a less, give them other alternatives like power of attorney, which I think is is the way to go with this. Government does not need to right. be in people's lives. I feel. And reasons why alternatives to guardianships are insignificant to meet the needs of the alleged incapacitated uh, person. Now they have a form. I we need to somehow post to send to you, Marty, so you can uh, provide this form at no charge to the public in Florida. Okay. And they can they can contact me as well, or they can go online and get this. I'm going to give them the information where they need to educate the courts because what I found. That got passed in September the third, twenty twenty, is the Collier County Court so far has not uh, amended this uh, adopted bill into the their court. Right. So it's going to harm the uh, the people petitioning for guardianship. What it's doing is they have to go through a new process, Marty. You just can't petition for a guardian. Uh, they're going to ask why is this, why are you petitioning for guardian? Uh, is there a less mm-hmm. alternative for guardian? And you have to prove that you've exhausted all the remittances and they have to go in the guardian. So they're making it very hard in the state of Florida for you to petition for guardianship uh, from now, from September the 3rd to now. So this is great news, I think. This bill is yeah. fantastic. Well, that in, a, in and of itself is good. But but this thing of like durable power of attorney and stuff, there was nothing in the bill I noted that prevented one of these probate judges from discarding that power of attorney or a trust or a will. I didn't see any mention of that in there anywhere. Um, that is correct. You know, they, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but, well, that was my did, concern, Peggy. Yeah. yeah, you're right, Marty. It did not mention it, but what they did is they realized that wasn't in that 994 bill. So what they did is they went to the Supreme Court of Florida and amended that bill so that is in there to protect the public. 
which I think is wonderful. Okay. If you go to the Supreme Court of Florida, it's number SB 19-1370, and it's in reference to the amendment to the Florida Probate Rules and Guardianship uh, approved September 3, 2020. You'll find that in that bill. And what it's okay. doing is it talks, it goes into what is required now in the state of Florida. So now the rules 5.905 is a form for petition for notice in order for appointment of guardian advocate of the person. Now, you have to go through a certification to do that, which is pretty easy. Now, I can tell people how to do that if they're interested in doing that. That's a different show. But uh, there's forms okay. that they have to fill out. Now, some counties have adopted this new uh, new uh, amendment, number SB 19-1370. There's like three or four counties. Miami's done it, but Collier County has it. I did inform the supervisor of probate, Barbara C. Fowler, that she is not, uh, she hasn't got her forms in. And so I contacted the Lawyers Association because they divide the, the, the forms up, Marty, in different counties. So certain right. lawyers are the ones that draft these, these new forms up. And I just, out yep. of courtesy, I informed them that they, that lawyer in charge of this area has not done that yet. And so he's like almost three months past due to abide by the new laws that was passed with, through the Supreme Court. So hopefully he'll get that out next week. I'll follow up with him to make sure he does that. Yeah. So they got the okay. petition going, Marty, so, uh, okay. for the guardian. And then they have these forms. Hang on, Marty. I want to go through the whole form so the public will know how to ask for them at the court. So you got the new form where it's uh, petitioning for a permanent guardian advocate. Yes, it's really good. It talks about how you have to prove that this person uh, has these disabilities and you're going to have to have different doctors uh, verify all this, this information, which is good. It's double protecting the wards. Then you're going to have a notice of filing for petition for appointment of the guardian advocate. And then on the documentation, it starts talking about what's the reason for the hearing. And then it goes into why can't the person have a, a power of attorney or health director? Why does this person have to be under a guardianship? So, it's right. really asking the right question. Order of appointment of a guardian advocate. They have to uh, fill this out, and it's very uh, strict. The judge is demanding this person prove a shadow of a doubt. This person has to be under a guardianship, which I think is going to be almost impossible to prove because if they abide by the federal laws of the American with Disabilities Act, because the person has a dev- developmental delay, uh, they qualify under the American Disabilities to be able to have as much uh, their constitutional rights like less restricted, and the power of attorney will cover the same thing as the guardians do. So, right. you know, they have to, they have different federal laws they're going to have to go by. They got these forms letters uh-huh. of guardian advocacy. I'm going to send this to you. You can give me your facts, or you can go online. It's okay. a 56 page docket where you can actually see these. Uh, anyone can go online and get these forms. It talks about the inventory. It protects the person's real estate, the property's assets, and stuff. Um, and they can't just spend it anymore like they would go in. The professional guardian would go in and, and take the word's assets. That's not going to happen anymore. Right. Which okay. Is good. You know, the thing is, yes, the thing is that concerns me. Um, Usually when they pass bills like this, what happens is they hand regulatory authority over 
um, to the agency like Health and Human Services or, you know, if you've got a Department of Aging, they'll hand regulatory over to them. And that's when the Bar Association really jumps in and they write the laws, they write the statutes, they write the codes, the regulations, all to benefit the Bar Association and the people they're working with. So that does concern me, although it is a step in the right direction. I do believe that. It's probably more than we've seen anywhere else. But, um, yeah, again, there still is – yeah, there's still no actual prohibition on that probate judge discarding those legal instruments. There's, there's you know, unless they speak it. Uh, and that was my other problem with the bill, too, Peggy, was it was loosely written. It was open to interpretation. And they simply have to say they interpreted it differently. And somehow that manages to fly. Um, I'm after all these years of doing this specifics you know you have to say specifically you cannot do this and you cannot do that because if it doesn't say that it just means you either can or you can't and you know but I did notice in that bill they had crossed out the word shall and put in the word must and that's a result of the Supreme Court it used to be the word may it meant you could or you couldn't and they didn't like that, so they changed the word to shell, and that was supposed to be a command. But they said, no, Supreme Court said, no, that really was a, you know, up to you. So the word got changed to must. Now it's a direct command. You must do this or that. And so what I would like to see is, you know, the guardian must not, the probate judge must not interfere with freestanding legal instruments. Um, if those are in place, and I don't know about you, Peggy, but if you've got those instruments in place, nobody should be interfering with those. Those are legal documents. Nobody should be interfering with those, whether you like how oh, they're I set agree. up or you don't. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I agree 100%. In the bill, I'm trying to find where it does state in the bill that they have to they have to cite when they're petitioning for guardianship. Do they have a direct, uh, advanced direct, and a power of attorney? If they do that, it's going to be harder for them to petition for guardianship. And the S, uh, yes. SC 1913, I'm trying to find that where it says that at, Marty. Sorry, I didn't underline okay. that. I should have underlined that's that. That's okay. Because well, and, that's, and, then, and that's true. If you've got those legal instruments in place, that's what I'm saying. Nobody should be able to interfere with that. Um, you've mm-hmm. already decided, you know, and we've we've seen in many cases where uh, Lisa Belanger is a, is such a good example. In her father's case, he had estate planning that was more than 20 years old, and they said, "Oh, well, we're just going to cast all that aside and do something else." That has to stop. Oh, so I agree. Yeah, go ahead. Well. I do know some things that will help the people, Marty, because uh, a lot of people, okay. it, they normally, when they, when they get into this, I won't go into my case because my case is still pending, but I will tell you, um, I had a child support action going on in my case, which I was forced to go under a guardianship. I did not even know what a guardianship was, but I was told, if you don't do this, you will not get your child back. Well, of course, under duress, I did that, <laughs> but there is loopholes. Now, uh, they just now passed another law under uh, Florida Guardianship Statute 740, uh, 744 that if they have not appointed uh, examining committee, 
within five days, you can withdraw your petition. So it's very important for people to educate themselves and know what their rights are because a lot of attorneys I'm finding does not inform the, their clients of this. So right. right now it's a new law here that if you decide within before five days is up that you do not want to go on with this guardianship, you can withdraw within five days prior before appointment of an uh, examining committee, which is good because a lot of people get thrown into these guardianships that really don't want them because they're in like in a domestic action or a child support action and just gets thrown in here and they don't. They don't have time to educate themselves about guardianship. So that's a little bit of help for them. It's not much, but it's something to go on. Wow. Okay, Kaz has joined us, Peggy. Kaz, what do you I, think? Well, hey, I mean, I, I've I've been on for a little bit, and I've just been hearing everything. I think this is amazing that you're so angry and just getting done. But, yeah, I agree. These judges still overturn power of attorneys dig into trust, um, contest wills. They don't even have to be signed, notarized. I mean, guardians find the mystery will, and that's the will that goes. And I know for a fact that kind of stuff's going on in uh, um, Montgomery County. Here in Wisconsin, there's someone who has to purchase belongings from her parents' home. The parents have passed away. She has to actually buy them off the guardians. Oh my Is that God. disgusting? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mhm. Has to purchase them off the Guardian. Wow. Oh my. Okay, so <laughs> I just don't even know what to say behind that. Um. Holy cow. Okay, Peggy, did you find anything yeah. in there about the distribution of assets? Uh, no, I haven't. Um. Uh, I think we just should just go over the different bills and let me just go as we're talking because I wanted okay. to go over the different bills, uh, 994, uh, sponsored by uh, Kathleen uh, Pasadono and the governor's sign. I don't know who did this bill, Fernando's, excuse me. He did bill 344 that goes in, it goes, it, it helps bill 994. And, you know, they talked about the records of the professional guardians where they're waiving their fees. Now, the people need to educate themselves, too. The professional guardians, they're now exempting them from having to file, uh, pay filing fees and stuff. So when you request your audit, I recommend you can request your audit once a month from the probate to make sure that they're not charging you for those fees because they just passed a new law exempting them from having to pay those fees. So it should, they okay. should take a fee from your account. So that's good, I think, also. That Bill 344 yes. helps protect the wards money there. And then we start talking into the Bill 344 where uh, they're not going to charge, the sources are not going to charge them more for that services. And they're also talking in this bill about the physicians may uh, may, uh, uh, pass on to a qualified physician's assistant or advanced practice registered nurse uh, the duty to contact the medical examination of the ward. Uh, if I was anyone and I had a loved one, I would uh, demand a physician examine the ward that's qualified. You can demand the physician because I've had several times the physician wanted to pass it down to her assistant, and I refused to allow that to happen. So you do have rights. You just have to exercise those right. rights. So that is yeah. good too to know. 
Now I have a is question on anything? the physician. It, Go ahead. Oh, is it the is it the the physician of their choice? So then you're going to have some, you know, dirty deeds there, or can you, a meta, like your physician? It's the well, you can do yours too because I did my own. Uh, you pick out oh. your physician and that physician, and if you have, if you uh, say you you don't agree with their findings, you can always get another physician to do it. You're not stuck with just that physician's findings, which is good. Oh wow! Yeah, well, I know you can't do that in Montgomery County. That's amazing. Yeah, it's going to kind of break up their little rackets where they use the same physician all the time and don't allow any others. Right. Right. Well, that was my concern too. (laughs) Go ahead. Go There's so much to cover. I don't mean to jump around, but what I'm doing is I'm going in back and forth between the bills because these bills do intertwine with each other. So I'm going back and forth with this 344 with the new Supreme Court ruling SC 19, uh, 1370, when, they, when you want to go to the physicians of your choice, you do need to educate yourself. The new, uh, the new forms are out. So you're going to talk to your physician, and you're going to say, look, I disagree that my uncle, aunt, mother, father, or son, or daughter needs to be under a guardianship, and I would like you to look at this form and fill it out and ask questions. If you do not educate the doctor, a lot of doctors don't know a lot about guardianship, so it's up to us to educate them on what they need to be looking for to determine if this person really not does need to be under a guardianship. Like, you know, the physician will say, well, who's the president of the United States? Uh-huh. What day is it? Uh, what time is it they're asked the person? You know, just general questions. Well, how old are you? What's your birthday? Stuff like that. And then they have a new form they just passed where it's going to, you know, it, it has the physician mark off what they think the disability is. And then they ask the person, well, can you apply for your own benefits? Can you uh, determine do, do, where you want to live at? They're, at they're, they're interacting more with the ward, Martha, uh, Marty, I mean, excuse me, where they're asking the yeah. ward, how do you feel about this? Are you depressed? Where do you want to live at? Do you want to work? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's great this bill is because that physician there gets a bigger picture. This person doesn't need to be under a guardianship. Look how many questions this person has asked answered 100% correct. You know what I'm saying? And they pass. Yes. They have these little mental tests. They give them. So what I started doing and an advocacy with American with Disabilities, uh, I start informing the physicians going around, giving these little forms, mental tests, to to test the ward. And, and they pass it. It's a very simple test. And, you know, because uh, a lot of times they don't give this examination. They just say, okay, this professional guardian says they need to be under a guardianship. This physician goes ahead and agrees with it. Well, now with this S, uh, SC bill, they can no longer do that. They have to actually interact with the ward, ask questions. And if you're an advocate, do not let the ward go by themselves to the physician. That's where you have to step in and advocate for that ward and say, wait a second, this is what you need to be asking because you need to know what they're allowed to ask and what they're not allowed to ask that ward. Yes. So that's critical to help keep the person out of a guardianship. Right. I agree. I agree. And those questions many times are loaded um, that you absolutely cannot give. It's, it's like when you go to the doctor's office now, if you're over 60, uh, they 
give you three words and say, I want you to remember those three words. And they talk to you about what the weather was like up in Alaska. And then they come back and say, what was the three words I gave you? Well, they're totally unrelated to the conversation you just had. And 99% of people can't tell you. And, oh, you've got a memory problem. Yes. And the other thing is draw a clock. I don't play those games. I don't, I refuse. And the, uh, the other question you need to watch out for, have you slipped or fallen recently? Your answer better be a standard no. Um, I don't care if well, you fell down the stairs and rolled down to Texas. You answer no. <laughs> um, because wow. it, it, it's a setup. Go ahead. Also, another thing that entraps the ward I need to also mention is very important. When you're going over medical and mental, I've noticed with these physicians down here in Florida, they really don't um, – tone in on the, the medical aspect. You have to, like, push them to run this test and that test. They only want to uh, uh, focus on the mental side of it because that's how you get in a yeah. guardianship. So you have to be very careful with the person you're taking there. You know, the first thing they will say, are you depressed? If that person says yes, automatically they get put in a guardianship. They don't run tests. They don't see if they, you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yep. It is. But it's so a, a lot of trap, sure too. Yeah. It's an entrapment. So people need to be careful yeah. what they say to their physicians because they, they're teaching these doctors down here certain key things that they need to look for. And if that person says, oh, yeah, I'm depressed, automatically, yeah, we got some mental issues going on here. Don't be doing that, folks. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. It, it's sad that you can't even answer your, I mean, that you, if you really are feeling depressed, that you probably don't want to tell the truth. That's really sad. But it is. You know. Think about it this way. You're, uh, they're petitioning to take all your rights away, so you need to think, uh, you know, ahead yeah. of the game because you, you're going to get your property taken away, you're going to get your bank account, your car, your life, your freedom. Yeah. So you better be on toe of what you're saying to these physicians. Everyone has ups and down days. It doesn't make the mental. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. And I agree with that, that totally. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. You have that one moment that, you know, you're just exhausted and having one of those days where, you know, you just, you know, it's not depressed, but you're just overwhelmed with all the stuff you're doing. And if you were to say, oh, yep. yeah, I'm depressed, they read too much into that. Mm-hmm. And these guardians. Well, and I guess, it, yes, well, and it's all a, a set of traps. And I've had I've had two clients who refused to answer anything, so they said the one lady was withdrawn and totally introverted, and therefore she needed it. I blew up, and I said I advised her not to answer anything. And I, the person we were in front of, I mentioned the fact that um, you know all these questions, these little questionnaires, and all these little tests. It's all a series of traps, and if they don't catch you in one, they'll catch you in another. And as long as exactly. they can catch you in even one, in even one, you have just become a target. And I said, I told her not to respond. And he said, well, what did you accomplish by that? I said, she didn't say anything they could use to incriminate herself. And I said, and now because of her silence, she has the right to remain silent. And I said, she still has her rights. And, and something else, Peggy, that just eats me alive. Why, even if you are under guardianship, are all of your rights stripped from you? That I can tell you why. Why? Because 
that because they can get the the more they condone you having uh, taken all your rights, the more federal grants they get from the federal oh my government. God. Uh, like really? Friends, yes. Uh, like, say you got a team. Let's just say you got eight people working in Florida. I don't know about other states, but through my investigation, let's say you got eight people working for you, like a behavior specialist, social worker, and stuff. How much money do you think they get quarterly to take care of this ward? Just how much you think? I don't you know what, 50000 A quarter? Quarter, yeah, okay. It, it can go up to $100,000. Now, you start adding, Marty, all these other people. You got eight people. Now, you're almost up to a million dollars in just a quarter. Now, these people are not even taking care of the ward, don't even see the ward. They, you know, they, they get, they don't, if you look at some of the reports, they get their patients conflict mixed up all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, what? I, um, it makes me think. How how do we well who's the Fed who's ha- handing out all this grant money because that seems to be who we need to be getting a hold of. Well, it's our governor, and we're working on that through the law. Through uh, you got to get your lobbyists, which we're working on that now, where we have to inform the governor what's happening because what's happening is it's not his fault. Okay. What's happening is all these lawyers are as have got these professional guardians and they're and they're not following the rules and they're not protecting the ward and they're saying they need all this services. So the governor's like, Yes, let's provide, let's protect the wards, right? So he's approving all these benefits, but there's no oversight of these other people that's getting this money to make sure that these people are actually getting these services, which I have found none of nine out of ten are not receiving these services. It's very disturbing. Wow. And then I wanted to also wow, wow, tell you, wow. Marty, I did find in the S. I talk a lot, but I have a lot to go over. With this uh, SB <laughs> okay. 191370, I did find the, uh, the on page three, it says, next we amend the subdivision A9 of Rule 5.560 to require that a petition for appointment of a government states whether the petitioner has knowledge or belief that there are other possibility alternatives to guardianship. Now we're starting to go into the power of attorneys and other uh, things mm-hmm. that this person has legally already set up. So this person better make sure that they uh, know that this person already has that in place. So now they can't petition if all this other stuff's in place. So they have to say uh, the petition must include the ex- explanation of why the attorneys are in need of alleged uh, incapacitated person. So say you got a power attorney, the guardian. I'm a guardian. I'm a veteran guardian. I can do the exact same thing as I can with the power of an attorney. There's no excuse. The government needs to stay out of people's affairs, family's affair. Uh, because if you think about it, the gov, the, these wards are owned by the states of each state. So that means the state has custody of our loved ones. So that's a conflict of interest. So like with my sons, the state has uh, joint custody of my sons which should not be. There's no reason for that. I'm supporting my son mm-hmm. completely 100%. They're not doing anything for my son. He should not, they should not be involved in our family's affair. So I agree. Form, you can petition the court because they just now passed them. So, uh, yeah, everyone that lives in the state of Florida definitely needs to go to the Supreme Court 
of Florida and get number SC191370, which is included in the package. It's a 56-page, and it gives you these new uh, applications, but this is the problem that we're having. These are good because they're all legal and they have been passed, but in your county, the Bar Association is assigned, each county has assigned a lawyer that's supposed to be drafting these uh, forms up, so we need to educate the judges, the chief judges, look, your, your lawyer hasn't drafted these up. This is important that you contact your, your uh, lawyer and get this out so we can get the proper forms and the new laws uh, implemented, you know, to protect the wards and the families. So it's going to be you having to ed educate yourself and educate the chief judges around here because a lot of them don't know this. Okay. Now, can so I ask you in the bills any? Yeah. Go ahead. In all the bills and the stuff you're looking at, Peggy, have you seen anything about restitution? No. Yeah. Hmm. See, hmm. that's another thing that bothers me in this, too. They do all this stuff. It's illegal on many levels. And even when they get nailed, there's no restitution. They don't have to pay back anything. They don't have to do anything. Um, it's just uh, uh, that oh, really, second, really Marty. bugs me. Okay. I did. I apologize. I did read a clause in there where they are protecting the professional guardians and the appointed attorneys, but there is a clause that if they breach that, like say they do something in bad faith and they know it and you can right. prove it, then it weighs their liability. Yes, there is something to protect the ward. I apologize for that. Okay. Okay. But that's uh, because it's like um, – uh, we had that one out there in um, Nevada, April Parks. Mm -hmm. uh, she mm -hmm. had taken $8 million off of people. And, yes, she got some jail time, and Steve Miller did so much work on that. And But she got so some jail time, I think prison for eight years or something, six years, but there was no restitution. So whatever she stole from those people, when she gets out – she's still going to have. Now, I have a problem with that. I think not only does yeah. she have to repay what she took, but she ought to be fined and penalized for doing it to begin with. And, um, you know, that's, again, just my thoughts. But uh, what what bothers me in all the bills I see, and the ones coming out on the federal level are such a waste of time, um, the Elder Justice and Protection Act, oh, please, um, those fluff and buff bills, but there is never anything in there to call these people accountable. Um, they know full well what's going on. Uh, this last week, I was busy again in meetings, and they I, I get so tired of them feigning, oh, I never heard of such a thing. Why, nobody told me about that. It must be an isolated incident. Well, I'm going to have to look at it. Shut up. Shut up. Don't tell me another lie. Don't do it. Um, my patience has really worn thin, and um, one of these days I'm not going to be the sweet little cupcake I normally am, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's going to get ugly, but um, hang on here. We've got a caller here. Hold on a second. Hi, area code 303. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's Luann Fleming. Hey, oh, Luann. Hi, Luann. Hey, um, gosh, you know, I, I've been listening to uh, this whole, this whole uh, thing. You guys are so good talking about this. And 
My question is to everybody, does it even pay to even do any estate planning at all? Because I'm hearing yeah, exactly. how you know, people are doing estate planning of 20 years, and, yep. and theirs, theirs was thrown to the side. My family did ours for over 25 years or something like that, and they didn't care nothing about it. So what's your, what do you guys think, I mean, about estate planning at all? I mean, do you think it's, it's worth doing? Well, I mean, when I was still think? up there in Minnesota, we got these solicitations all the time from different law firms, various courts. There was a lot of high-dollar farmland and everything around where I lived. And uh, But the, the thing is, they, they claim to be experts. They're experts mm-hmm. on elder law and estate planning, but they're selling you a program that they know damn well isn't worth the paper it's written on in a probate court. It can be thrown aside. I consider that fraud. You sold me this in fraud. Mm-hmm. You said if I did this, it would protect me from this, but it doesn't. They just discard those and move right on. I think you ought to be able to go back after the attorney that sold that program to you, that plan to you, and sue the hell out of them. That's what I think. Uh, this is fraud. Well, they have you know, to Marty, know. That, that kind of happened to us when we had ours. The attorney wrote up this huge trust, which was huge, and he actually came back in and sued our trust for over $43,000 extra. Oh, my God. Extra. Yeah. So he, this oh. guy got over $60,000 from us, and he knew. He told us, well, I'm hoping that the old lady will have something left after this. That's what he told my family. Well, so oh he my knew God. the very, very beginning that this was all going to end up in court. That's I why think I, I asked, right, that's why I'm asking, would you, what, I don't think I would ever do estate planning again. I just well, don't. Lou Ann, yeah. I hmm? would say don't do one because I did one, and I ended up getting uh, my children taken away. They're trying to steal your money, and what happens is they get their bankers and they notify their bankers of your money, your real estate, and then you become a target. So you have to be real cautious letting people know your business. So I would say, yes. personally, I've been through it. I've lost so much. Like you, stay away from there. Don't let people know your business. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and that was I, another thing. Also, when the attorneys petitioned to, to, you know, solicited people and you come to their special meeting and have their free dinner. But one of the things you had to do before you went in was fill out a form on your assets. And I didn't fill it out. The girl stopped me at the door and she says, ma'am, you need to fill this out. I said, no. I said, I just came to hear the spiel. And she says, well, we like to know who we're dealing with, you know, and if we can actually be, a, well, if I think you can help me, then I'll fill that out. But it was a, what do you own? Where's it at? How much is it worth? Who else has access to it? You know, how long have you owned it? It just went on and on. And you're absolutely right, Peggy. You, When you do this, you have laid everything out for them, and you've made yourself a target. Yeah, We've been investigating these mm-hmm. estate planners down here, Okay. And Good. one out of ten, we have found that those victims out of ten are in guardianships right now. These people are targeting people to see who has money, and they will put you, and then they notify their friends, which may be a probate attorney or maybe a judge. I'm not saying it's a judge, but it's a possibility. Or yep. a cop friend, they end up Baker acting them, making them like they were having medical problems, so they had to put them in the Baker Act because that's part of a mental law. You have to go through a Baker Act, yeah. and then that helps put right. them in a guardianship. So these are very dangerous 
uh, people out there that's doing these programs, it's an entrapment to stay away from them. Right. So yep. what do you think about Baker acting? Don't you think that should be abolished itself? I do because they're abusing the system where, yeah. you know, they're supposed to, in the state of Florida, record on their cameras, the body cameras in the car of this person they, they claim are trying to kill them or kill themselves. There's no, there's no evidence of that, but they, they get drawn into these Baker Acts, and then before you know it, within 30 days, these people get put in guardianships. If they have any kind of uh, a developmental delays, automatically they lose their rights, and these physicians oh start God. notifying their, their other hospitals to go and do depositions, and then they send it to a professional guardian, and then they send it to the judge, and before you know it, within 30 days, you've lost everything. Right. And you wow. know, when no my mother was down there, my mother got remarried down in Florida when she was 85 years old. Get this. Well, and uh, they, my brother, Baker Baker acted my mother, and I was shocked wow. that they could actually bad. even do that to somebody. I was shocked because I'm from Colorado. And they Baker acted her because he wanted to keep her away from the family. And I thought, wow, boy, if that ain't using, you know, using it against yeah. the law, I mean, you should be doing it for that reason. But but and they you, right. you, but but they did. You know? Do you know what they also have to do yep. when they Baker act the person and they don't know this? Do you uh, you probably know it? You know what they do to the person? They have to what? medicate them, and they normally give them Haldol, the most dangerous psychotic no, drugs. They force it on them, and then they don't document it in their records and stuff. It's very scary what they do to these people, and then and then they cause them to have problems. So without them knowing, Luann, about your mother mother's medical history and stuff, they put her mm-hmm. in danger. They they didn't know all her information, so they went ahead and started adding. And when they get psychotic medication, I'm not talking about one. I'm talking about 30 to maybe 40 at a time. When you start investigating these uh, these mental facilities and you start seeing how much it should be against the law to give that much medication to a person, it doesn't matter what your age are. They're doing it to elderly, young people, yep. uh, children too. They're heavily medicating them. They're causing them to have problems. Yes. Wow. This is one of the things it's we've so documented sad. in hospice is the use of um, Haldol along with Roxanol, which is pure morphine, to murder the elderly people. They call it palliative care, but it's euthanasia. And Haldol is one of the drugs of choice. It is it causes a person to become very dysfunctional, not only psychologically, but physically. And um, it is it is deadly. It causes permanent damage to the frontal cortex of the brain. And if somebody already has dementia or Alzheimer's and you give them this drug, these are handler drugs. This isn't to benefit the patient. It's to right. benefit the people who are supposed to take care of them. Um, it's so that they really don't have to do anything. And uh, so it's, oh, Lord, I hate those drugs. But um, I... Oh. See, we've got a whole system of problems here that never seems to be addressed, and that is the yeah. ability of the court to discard these estate plans, the fact that there is no restitution even when they are forced to prosecute them, um, the fact that people are stripped of all of their rights based on who knows what. Um, why this? I still can't figure why you have to lose your rights, your identity. We've had guardians stand up and say, I am that person now. For for all intents and purposes, as far as you're concerned, I am that person now. 
and they this is identity theft. This is never addressed. Uh, this and I just wow. I don't know. Well, see, what happened, Marty, is when they passed that new Supreme Court uh, ruling in all the states, where you know you you have to abide by the uh, the federal laws of the Constitution. Well, now what they're doing, and this is how they're getting by with this. They're allowing the judge to interpret their, uh, in their own opinion what they think is a constitutional right, and that should have never uh-huh. passed. In Florida, mm-hmm. they passed that right. bill, and, and they had like three bills rolled into one, and they, what they did was to confuse the, the voters, and no voters would, right. would uh, agree to that. So they passed this bill giving these judges uh, options to interpret what, how they, they think is a, uh, the constitutional right, which they shouldn't give that to a judge. I disagree with that. But it got passed because these politicians tricked the voters. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this happens all the time. And you get what, like, Minnesota had a one-issue policy. It was a law. A bill could not contain anything but the, what the title said, period. And they were getting away from that over the last year. They were doing it anyway. But that's what omnibus bills are. Um, omnibus bills are bills that they want to pass, but they can't do what they call standalone. They would never pass on their own because they are an assault on freedom or your property or something. So they have an right. omnibus and then, and bill. And those are oh. also, Marty, they're also single topics. So if you go in there and say, I yeah. want a public administrators put on salary, that's all you can talk about. And then the bar association yes. will come in there and they will chop that down so small or they won't even pass yep. it. So it's almost impossible exactly. to get passed through legislatively. Well, it is. And so they have these bills where they combine two or three things. I always use as a good example the Food Modernization Act of 2010. That bill couldn't pass. I don't care if you hook helium balloons to it and set it afloat. It could not pass. And so they gutted a recycling bill and put S-510 in as an amendment. They do this crap all the time. And they pass it under the original title, and unfortunately, the public seldom reads past the title. And you'll find too many times that the title and the text are two entirely different things. And uh, But they'll pass, and just like you said, they'll chop things up, put a piece of it over here and some of it over there, but we got it passed. We got it passed. Yeah, and you're right, oh, it's all a system trickery. It's all a mm-hmm. system and trickery. A, and another, are you done, Luann, with your question? Well, well the, the thing I wanted to ask also is I'm still kind of disturbed on when you go to the doctor and you can't even tell them that you're you're mentally that you're kind of depressed and you're kind of have anxiety and you're kind of stressed out, you can't even mention any of that anymore. That still that stuck with me. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. That that just blew no, my yeah, mind. That, that I, is I had to sad, say, but it is true. That, oh, that's, yes, that's it just, is. Our world has gotten so negative on every every issue that we have that uh, this is just another one, isn't it? You know. And yeah. Well, it's like too like with a person on guardianship. Uh, even if they they don't have an estate and a lot of assets and they say they're just on Social Security or something like that, that person, that one individual in your local community can be worth more than a million dollars a year to your local economy. Oh, no, 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 Between Marty, the doctors. more than that. But, is, well, okay, go ahead. So, yeah, well, go I've ahead. been investigating this uh, with uh, the, the Medicaid and the Medicare, 
And I was like you, I was averaging about a million. And then when I discovered, oh, my God, it's much more. It's in the millions per quarter. Yeah. Uh, let me tell well, you what yep. folks are doing. It's so disturbing, Marty. It upsets me. My blood pressure's up high when they're taking advantage yeah. of elderly and disabled people where, you know, you could have 50 people claiming they're working with this person, and all these people are getting like over $100,000 a quarter, and they're, you know they're not working with this person, but though they're claiming right. they are, and there's no accountability, and that's where we need to have somebody audit these people. And they need to record yep. their servants, these wards. We need protection, more protections for the ward, and less protection for these people that fraudulently put these yes. people in guardianship. I and, agree. and another thing I wanted to go over with you, Marty. Sorry, there's so much to go over. With, and I think it's go very ahead. important. Luann, we'll get back to you for a second, but I want to tell you something, all three of you guys. <laughs> with this annual guardianship, now they just passed this new law, where you know how many lawyers have been getting sued from fraud, putting people in fraudulent guardianships that didn't meet the criteria, or they falsified documents to put them in? Well, now they passed this new law with this SC bill, the Supreme Court did, where now you're allowed to be a, a guardian advocate where you don't have to have a guardian, I mean a lawyer, excuse me, you can just go in and petition, which is more dangerous now, I think. Uh, wow. So you're going in and you're petitioning, so that's less liability on the attorneys because attorneys are wanting to get steer away from this. There's so much, uh, uh, so much coverage in the state of Florida where we're being murdered down here. Our families are being murdered and taken away from us without probable cause, and they're getting they're getting talked about a lot. So now they're trying to cushion it a little bit by doing these. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, they're called um, guardian advocates which is good because I'm a guardian advocate, but I think that, you know, they can falsify things too. You've got to be careful. The ward must be protected at all costs. I think they should be videos in the courtrooms. Yes. I think they should be videos with the ward getting examinations to make sure because, remember, that person has got their rights completely stripped from them. So under the mental law that if they falsify something, that ward can't say, well, that's not true because – they, they lost all the rights, so they can't speak. They can't be a credible witness to the event. So we need to protect them and have cameras at every doctor they go to, every therapist they go to, because I have found through these therapists they're falsifying documents to keep these people under the Oh, they do it all the time. So they can steal money. But we need – I'm, I'm yep. trying to get them lobby. I'm trying to meet other people. I'm new at all of this, and I'm still trying to, to address this legislation we, the wards have to have more protection. They're not getting enough. And they need accountability right. when a DCF lies on a family member. They automatically should lose their license, never allowed to work. And it should be a federal registry. They can't work in any yeah. state. Because what I've been investigating yep, just like, is these, yep. these people will go from state to state, Marty, after they destroy yep. somebody's life or got them killed, and they'll keep doing it in another state. No, that's got to stop. Well, and see that that uniform commercial law gets passed, where the law is the same in every state, that's going to escalate. Because now they, and it even says in there that they can travel over state lines. Um, they can oh, store your relative. Yes. Uh, I am dead set against uniform laws. And the reason I am is it destroys the state sovereignty. There's people right of that state to make their own determination. Um, and it subjects everybody. And, of course, these are all written by the Bar Association. 
so you know there's nothing in there to benefit the public. And um, but it basically uh, just takes away the state's right to make any kind of determination. And um, it just. Uh, but go ahead, go ahead. Are you talking to me? Hello. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. are you there? Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, it, it takes away uh, the right of the state to to make any laws. What this would do was just like what all was passed there in Florida. It would basically negate all of that. And you could go state to state and rob as many people as you want to. And as long as the law was the same in every state, there's nothing you can do. Nothing. And that's you another thing. You wouldn't have to relearn, think, relearn it. Redo no, the handbook for each state. No. And you but could go you into another state. But do you know how many people state. that won't do that? There's so many Why? people that get victimized for these guardianships. But what I found, like, I'll go and I'll sit and read the whole bill. Because I, I have to read everything to understand it. A lot of people don't do that. And that's where we need to educate the public. You have to do this. This is your family yep. member. You have to understand what they're doing in order to answer these people mm-hmm. back and advocate for yourself and protect yourself away from these people, which, you know, yes. my trust in my state, like Luann, it put me as a target and got my son taken away because yeah. they want to steal my money. They stole my house down here. These people manipulate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and that that is true. That is exactly what it is. And all of this, as we've talked about, Luann, you can attest to this too, all of it revolves around that probate judge. None of it could yeah. happen without their stamp of approval. None of it. And, mm-hmm. and, and something, Marty, I also want to point out too. Now, I've noticed how they work it in the courts. I don't know if anybody else has. Okay, judicial qualification, I've been doing a lot of study on the laws of what disqualifies a judge and stuff. Well, what the judge will do, they all sit and they talk about, they make notes to each other, right? And and mm-hmm. they correspond. And they and they, when they know they're doing something unethically, this is how they get by with it, the legal way, okay? Let me tell you a little secret they do. They will take and say, okay, we're going to give you to a magistrate. Do you know why they give that person, that client, uh, to the magistrate? No. Okay, let me explain why they do that. Nine out of ten, you're going to find that you're in front of a magistrate, and everybody's like, oh, that's no big deal. It's a major big deal, let me tell you, my friend. When they put you under a magistrate, what happens is that judge is protected under sovereign immunity because uh, right. you can't do nothing to her for transferring to the magistrate. Now, the magistrate has no liability because she's not a judge or he's not a judge. That's right. why they do that. And when wow. I was talking to the, the Board of Judicial Qualification in the state of Florida, they explained that to me. And I said, oh, I understand. You always, always want to object to magistrates should never hear a case because they don't have no liability. You want to put it back on the judge because that judge knows they're doing things un- unethically and illegal. Put it back on the judge so when you know they're doing things in bad faith, you need to nail them. Wow. Well, and see, all states don't have magistrates. I know a lot of eastern states and southeastern states do, but uh, uh, you get up in the Midwest and stuff, they don't have magistrates. They don't use them. But uh, that's a good point to make for the states that do have them. And um, it just, you know, and it's just like that probate judge is not a judge. 
That's it. A judge is a legal term meaning someone who applies the law. They don't because they don't work with law. They work with statute, code, and regulation. They're either a hearing examiner or a ministerial clerk from the same agencies that are coming against you. And so they're not going to go against their own employer, but they're the one that facilitates everything, make sure this whole system hums and runs like it's supposed to. They facilitate the theft, the kidnapping, the isolation, everything. And that thing, okay, you know, our little promo. Something else, Marty. Okay. Go ahead. This is important. I just thought about this. This is critical for you to know and your, your audience to know this, too. When you are a victim in guardianship, you need to immediately, immediately find out who the judge is working on your case and then go to DCF, go to agency with person with disability. So see who is on the board of directory. If that judge is on the board of directory, it's a conflict of interest, meaning if she does any ruling, it, it can throw her out of being a judge. Then you write to the judicial qualification because she has breached her duties because she's an attorney, not a judge at that point. So that's very important right. for people to educate themselves when they're going in front of a judge to find out if she's on a board of directory and through the agency with person with disabilities or DCF, Department of Children and mm-hmm. Families, down here in the state of Florida. Because if she's affiliated with one of them and she's writing orders, is it legal for her to do that? Report her immediately right. to the judicial qualification. We've mm-hmm. got to get these well, judges you know, off you've... the benches that are breaking the laws. Right. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, one of the worst things, like on the Internet, um, one of the worst things that has happened to all of these systems that are operating around us was the Internet because people started searching this stuff out and educating themselves on it. It was the last thing they ever thought would happen. And But it's people are, are finding out they're educating themselves. And I'll tell you, you want to see a mad probate judge, you go in there and quote the damn law to them. <laughs> and my goodness. They get upset. <laughs> um, I have done that, and they I have didn't. said that intent to court. I've done that, but I continue yeah. doing that. Because yes. you want it on yes. court of records. That way, when you know they're breaching the laws, you have to have it on court yep. of records. So when you get your transcript, you go to the judge's qualification. Here's my evidence. Yes. Well, and, and another thing, too. Go ahead. I found two that I'm finding that nine out of ten people do not know how to properly write to the judicial qualification in, in order to remove a judge. And we need to have a, our series, and somehow I need to have it on TV. I'm going to have a live uh, update where I'm showing you the forms. I'm going to show you how to, to answer these forms correctly because a lot of people do not know how to correctly do these forms. And then what happens right. is the judicial qualification sends them back you do not have no uh, probable cause and dismisses their cases when they do. The problem is they just don't know how to do it in legal terms. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a paralegal, but I do know how to do it, and I have done some that, mm-hmm. one, I can just show you examples. That's all I can do. Oh, well, we can put that up on it, our, YouTube, our YouTube channel yes. that we're starting. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting one, too. That would so. be great, Peggy. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And, and see, and that's, a, that, that's the thing, too. All of this is couched in this legalese and this tricks and, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. Uh, you have to do it this way, and it has to be this size, and it has to be this many pages. It has to be in this color folder, and it has to be in this format, and blah, blah, blah. And all of it is to prevent you from doing what you have a legal right to do. And, yeah, well, then you is- get to mess without the 
Go ahead. They do that purposely, Marty, because nine times out of ten, who's going to sit for 19 hours like I do and read the law? Uh, no, it yeah. doesn't happen. I'm fixated because I want my son back because I was robbed from him, but most people will not do that. Yeah, true enough. you got to be driven. true enough. And that's, well, and that's it. If you get this together in a video format, we'll post it too. Um and get this out because these are important things for people to know. You never would know when you're going to come under fire. You never know when you're going to be targeted mm-hmm. or for what reason. And well, you never yeah. know the year, what they intend to take. The first of the year, I'll be writing little uh, demonstrations, and I'll be showing you the wrong way to do them, and I'll be showing you the right way to do them. But I'm not attorney or paralegal. I am taking classes, but I'm not licensed yet. So I can only show you. You know, my opinions now. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, and that's just it, too. And I think the idea, I think that most of these attorneys should have to stand up and go, you know, I'm not a legal expert. And, you know, I might have gone to school, but I don't pay any <laughs> attention to that. And, um, you know what I'm saying? But the idea that we have to disqualify ourselves from any professional affiliations was actually a start benefit because it keeps you from being determined shady and um but exactly. you know it's where we're we are repeating common information and no one is claiming to be an attorney or a legal expert we're telling you what we have found what we've researched and dug out exactly. and that doesn't make us anything other than reporters and um and yeah. we are not claiming to have any legal or medical expertise so if you had a notion about getting on your high horse about that get right back off that horse and put it to bed and um but it's just uh you know the people get screwed so bad in these courts and peggy we've seen them go into court and they'll say but the constitution the constitution and we've had judges say you mentioned the constitution one more time i'll put you in jail for contempt now that probate hearing examiner ministerial clerk has no authority to put you in jail for anything. What they do is they send an order over to a state judge and say, I need a warrant for this, and they sign it and fax it back over, and that's how you get put in jail. Only that isn't legal either because that's supposed to be a wet ink warrant, and that means the judge who's sent it over is supposed to appear in front of the state judge and show their evidence, claim their case, and then that judge signs the warrant after reviewing the evidence and it has an oath and affirmation attached to the warrant. But see, we don't do that either because, I mean, who knows that? And But all of this stuff, I mean, my God, the trickery, the smoke and the mirrors, the whole legal system is nothing but a, yeah. a whole system of, of tricks and uh, dirty tricks and dirtier tricks. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just... And we know what happens to attorneys who actually try, or lawyers, whatever you want to call them, who actually try to do right by their clients. They get sanctioned. They get disbarred. They get their name tarnished. Their practice ruined. They get everything. And if an attorney steps up to you and says, you're practicing law without a license, so are they. They don't have any such license. They have a bar union dues card. That is not a license. Only the state can issue a license. They ain't got one. Yeah, I you're 100% so, right. I found yeah. that a lot of attorneys down here that have the pers- my personal uh, experience has wanted to represent me, and each time I've paid them, they've been threatened to, if they did not 
uh, disconnect their stuff with me, they would lose their license. And so they went back and told me, yep. I don't know who you pissed off, lady, but I got threatened to lose my license and stuff because I am the type of person, I'm honest, I'll tell you straight out what I think. I'm not one to hold it mm-hmm. back. And if a judge is doing something unethical, I will tell him or her that. I'm not scared. And they don't like me because right. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I'm just that type of person. Right. Now, well, I, I have a question. We had a... Okay, go ahead, Cos. Well, well, I mean, and I think this thing is like knowing that they're threatening your attorneys and that they don't, you know, want to. Do you ever feel like fear for your life? Nah, it only makes me more determined. You know, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm the opposite of most people. You'll find, you know, I'm more driven. I'm very smart, and if I don't know something, I can learn real quick. Yeah. Stay there. I have body cameras well, on don't... me. Uh, wear body Good. cameras. Do uh, do your cars because uh, yeah, you never do know when somebody might try something. Just be prepared. But no, I'm not scared. You know what? I want a video. I just want to see how all the body cameras are on and how to like secretly be your own secret surveillance. Surveillance. Well, no, no. Let me tell you, they flaws. You can't do that. When you uh, we own me and my two other partners. Uh, Karen Federici and Betty Gossel, we own U.S. Citizen Guardianship Task Force, you have to inform the person they're being recorded is illegal. So when I go in there, I say, this is our company. You're being recorded. You have to inform the person. Unless you're a law enforcement, under, you know, you can do that. But, no, we can't. We're not legally allowed to do that kind of stuff. Well, Well, I'll tell you another one, too. It's just like when an attorney screws you over. And people will tell you, file a complaint with the <laughs> bar lord. Yeah, that'll do you a lot of good. Do that, yes. Use that as your evidence or part of your evidence. And then go file against them in small claims court. Or if it's more than $2,000, file against them in civil or criminal court, whichever suits you. And <laughs> um, and get your money back. Because the idea that these people can take thousands of dollars from you and then sign off and say, I'm sorry, I can't, or um, just simply not do anything and keep your money, that's got to stop. This is fraud. Uh, this, well, uh, you know, I Marty, brought this up. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, need, I do need to tell you something. What I would recommend a person do is do not file with the bar. They're useless. If you know someone has right. committed a criminal crime, go to the proper authorities, even though they reject it. This is where people are misunderstanding. If they get one rejection, they just stop. You can't, folks, stop. You have to keep pushing and think positive. You file your police report. Yes. You don't take no for an answer, folks. No is no. I'm the type of person I do not yep. take no. This is your family. You're going to have to fight. Is it going to be easy? Hell no. Excuse me. No. This kind of case is not going to be easy. You're fighting for your family's life and your family's future inheritance. So you're going to have to be bold. Tell the truth at all times, never lie, and protect your family. Do body cameras. You have to inform the, the person you're recording them. Unless you're in law enforcement, you don't have to. But if you're a regular person like me, you I do that. I'll tell the person. You're being recorded. Uh, as long as they are aware they're being recorded, it's legal. Protect yourself. Yeah. And use that as evidence in court. Do not file with the bar, Marty. Worst mistake you can do. What you want to do is take the evidence that uh, that attorney has uh, failed to do their duty, his or hers, 
And if it's a criminal case especially, and most times guardianships, it is criminal when they steal their estates. It is. So what you want to do is you want to keep that evidence for, like, the FBI. You want to push the law enforcement because the law enforcement are not educated in guardianships. And in, in Florida, I'm pounding these law enforcement that point out certain things to them. Laws are being violated here, and I'm learning them that this it's a criminal offense. So what you want to do is it's called a spoolage. So if you take that evidence, Marty, and you follow it with the bar, and it could be very critical to your criminal case, you can't use it in that case, that criminal case. So be cautious not to do that. Speak to a lawyer, a criminal lawyer, to advise you. It's called spooling your evidence. You don't want to do that. You want to, you file, yes, file a complaint after you win your lawsuit against that attorney, after you win the state yes. that way before. Yeah. Well, I agree with you on that, too. And uh, the, But the thing is, people think that filing that complaint with the Bar Board of Overseers or whomever it is, is going to somehow remedy the situation. No, it's not. It's going to go right in the trash can. It and does. nothing's going to be done. You know, that it, nothing's oh. going to be done. So if you're going to go to the bar, then follow it up with taking them to court and making a claim against them. And we'll be having go a ahead. class on that, too, on our YouTube, because there's certain ways that you have to write this complaint up. If you do not write it in this certain way, they kick it out. So you need to, we need to educate the public yep. how they have to write these, these, these complaints out. So then they can't deny them. They have to do something to these attorneys. Right. And that's the secret they don't want the public to learn. And we're going to be doing a lot of that exactly. on our YouTube the first of the year. Good. So we're excited about that. Good. And like uh, we'll help promote that, like too. Explain things. Yeah. Well, and there you go. And if you can, you know, on a on a video like that, you can concentrate, focus on just the one aspect, and then each video pick up another aspect. Exactly. And I think that's that's very good. Yeah, that's very good. I uh, I don't know what's going to <laughs> come of all of this. Like I say, um, it it's gone way past where it should have gone, and. We aren't getting honest answers anywhere from politicians, either state or federal. Uh, we're getting bogus bills. We're getting just a lot of shuck and jive. And But the fact is they are trying to obliterate people over 60, maybe even over 50, get rid of us. And if somebody can rob you blind before you go, all the better. But they've made a whole – and Peggy, if you think I'm wrong, you tell me. They have made a whole industry out of kidnapping, isolating, drugging, warehousing, over-medicating, whatever, the elderly people okay. while they rob Let me them. add in some more things I have investigated and they're doing. That That is true, okay. but there's much more terrible things that you don't know, or maybe you do know. They're human sex trafficking the elderly and the disabled. They're human laboring these people out, stealing them, forcing them to work. They're harvesting their organs. And what really scares the living H-E-L-L, in case there's children involved, I don't want to say that word, uh, on the air, is this bill, this three, uh, this 994 and this bill uh, 344, when they're talking about the DNR and allowing the professional guardian to do that, that's the most dangerous thing the state of Florida legislation could have done because what they're doing is they'll take a person's uh, loved one away from them 
and and they're murdered them. I can't go into detail. I have evidence of that, but I'm not going under. I'm not going to talk about that. I got to quit. But I'm sorry. I know things I want to talk about, but I can't. But it's terrible down here what they're doing to these people, and they're harvesting their organs. So be be very careful, folks. Yes. If you have a loved one, always always go to the doctors. Never allow. Uh, demand the professional guardian allow you to go in there and tell her or him you are requiring them to record it. It's important right. because you can use that against them mm-hmm. in court. It's terrible what they're doing, Marty. Yeah. And I'm hoping that <laughs> it in is. Uh, six months I can share evidence with your with your viewers to educate them. Uh, it's just been um, devastating for our team to learn things that's happening to these wards down here. And that's why we started this business. Uh, this will be the thing I do for the rest of my life because I feel, feel this the need for it. That the the elderly is, is being talked about, and they are passing laws, but they're not passing laws for people with developmental dis- disabilities or medical disabilities. And what's just happening? It's like if you get a person having a medical issue, they they consider them mental, and that's wrong to do that to a person. Yeah. Well, you know, here, uh, one of the shows we did, we had to stop because things kicked up so badly for uh, Arlene, hosted a show called uh, Dialysis Advocates, and she's worked with dialysis patients for over 20 years. And she, they were trying to figure out what was going on with uh, kidney transplants. And the night before the show aired on this, Trump came out and issued an executive order and an accompanying statement saying that very shortly more kidneys would be available than ever before. And you know they how they're this doing thing it, with the elderly. You? Yes, they're yes. They're through the guardianship. I have evidence of that, but I can't talk about it right now. Uh, it's disgusting. Okay. Wow. Yes. We've got oh, yes. to and, and that. <clears throat> And the state of Florida, we're making slow progress, but what we eventually, we're making it, we're, they're, they're demanding, the courts are demanding if the person has a power of attorney, but what we need to do is abolish these guardianships because no judge should have a right to interfere in our family affairs and our children's health and our parents' health or grandparents, uncles or aunts, unless you committed a crime. The courts are overreaching their, their duty. Yeah. And it's wrong. Well, it- and and this program never has been about protecting the elderly. Never was it about no, no. that. No. And uh, and now you've got two states or the disabled. You got two states, Connecticut and Wyoming, that have passed laws making it okay to starve the elderly with dementia or Alzheimer's and those who are mentally ill to death. You shouldn't have to take care of those people. So we're bringing this in across these states, this idea that you can euthanize these people because you don't want to take care of them, and uh, it's okay. And, uh, you know, I I don't know, girls, where we're going to end up here. We've got about 10 minutes left, Peggy. Anything really important that you want to hit on here? Well, we talked about the professional guardians and what they're doing about the DNR, which I'm totally disgusted about, where if she wants to let the person die, they can die with no medical uh, proof. I mean, they're putting too much responsibilities 
on these professional guardians, and they're not providing laws to protect the, the wards where they need to provide medical, have different specialists confirm what she's saying before a judge does the order to end someone's life. It's very scary right. there. Um, you know, the S bill has some qualities in it that's good for the ward, and some of it is completely should be abolished. So we're right. making baby steps, but we need to keep pushing, and we need to work together more, Marty and Luann, and we need yep. to find a way where we can reach millions of people. Like, I'm not comparing what we're doing to the Black Lives Matters, but they're reaching millions of people, and that's what we need to do to bring this to a halt, I feel. We're never going to get anywhere until we reach a certain magnitude of our population to inform yep. them what's going on. Because if you talk to most people, Marty and Luann, uh, they don't know who uh, they don't even know what a guardianship is. Yes, exactly. A lot of people, especially I started in this. It's been in fourteen years now, um, and at first people said I never heard of such a thing. Well, you must have done mm-hmm. something wrong, or they wouldn't have done this to you. And here, all these years later, I'm still hearing the same thing. How can you yeah. not know about this? How can you not know? It's been everywhere. It's been on everything. You know, how can you not know about this? Well, I well, can tell you, Marty. I just I'm never of heard of people. such a thing. I'm one of those people. Go if ahead. you work two or three jobs and you raise your family and you go to church, I don't watch a lot of TV because I don't like to hear all that gossip stuff. And you don't, you wouldn't yeah. know about it and, until you become a victim of it. And I didn't know yeah. when I was in the child support that I was going to lose my whole estate and my children over uh, a child yeah. support action, and I got put in a guardianship. I said, what is a guardianship? I didn't have the faintest clue what it was. I'll be honest with you. I'm one of those oh people God. that didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is <laughs> that is just, yeah. Just like Karen Federici. What do you think? She's working as a registered nurse, and it drew her from the hospital and put her in a hearse and, uh, and kidnapped her and, and stole all her estate. It's disgusting. It's just uh, oh. they do this to people all over the place. I mean, this all over the place. People are being disappeared. That episode on uh, the, called The Guardians on Netflix, that John mm-hmm. Sanovich, is just such a prime example of what happens to people here. This man is homeless, on the street homeless, formerly owned three properties that they didn't think he was taking care of like he should. So they guardianized him and took everything away from him. And then yeah. when it got they had done to him, they threw him out. Nobody's taking care of that man. He's left with nothing, absolutely nothing. And in California, Marty, they're doing that to the people in California too. They're putting them all in guardianships and VA people. Yeah, well, you know why? See, they came out, San Francisco was the one who announced it last year, said that they were thinking about conserving all the homeless people. And everybody said, isn't that wonderful? Oh, they're going to take care of them. Isn't that what? No, they're going to make sure they're all on Social Security and or VA and or railroad retirement. They're going to leave them in the street and take all their money. They're not going to do anything for those people. Yeah. Or kill them all yeah, that's, the that's all organs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sad. These are advancements of the United States Armed Forces, and this is what they're doing to our soldiers. It's disgrace. Yes, it is. It is. You have no idea what they have done to our veterans. Um, It is just absolutely sickening. Uh, That's a whole other show in and of itself. 
but it's just um, and this organ harvesting. I yeah, that's a new one. Black, oh, a black person. For some reason, the darker your skin tone, the more transplantable your organs are, the more viable they are. I didn't hear so about that. So it's like when we, yes, when we attacked Libya and blew them up because they wouldn't let central banking and the oil cartels in. They actually, there was film of this. They were auctioning off big wire crates full of young black men, young Libyans, That's for organ disgusting. harvesting. And um, the others were sold as slaves. But uh, and the younger, the better. Uh, Israel, Palestinian children, their organs are very transplantable. And they okay. said it doesn't make any difference. They're animals. And um, But it just, it, you know, this whole thing, I want to know what's going wrong that so many people need new organs. I think this speaks to a bigger problem. Um, what is wrong with people's Let's organs? Let's talk about that in other shows. Pharmaceutical. Yes. That's a problem. Yo, please. Yes. Yes. I could go on all and, night, Marty, uh, but I don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could go on all night. <laughs> but we only got four minutes, Peggy. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give you a break all right. this time, Marty. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna be visiting with you again, and uh, oh yeah, cause did you have anything you wanted to add in here before we flip I, off? I have, I love Peggy. Oh my gosh, I just love your attitude. Yeah. I love your fight, and I learned you're just so knowledgeable, and I'm so glad that you're fighting for everyone there in Florida. And Florida is so lucky to have you in its state. Well, we're yes. also going to California and. North Carolina, we just expanded, and I will be getting into the lobby. I've got some friends connecting us, so we will be working with some people, teaching us the roads, uh-huh. and we'll share it with you folks, too. The more knowledge okay. we have, awesome. the better got, we all are. Yeah. yeah, i got some contacts out there, too, that might be of some help to you. And um, uh, when the time comes, you let me know, and I'll, I'll hook you up. Appreciate I'll it. send an introductory. Yeah, we... Have have you hooked up with with um, Cedar out there in California, Linda Kincaid? No, we haven't. You might try her. Boy, I'll tell you, there's a bulldog, and they got the you uh, the guardianship abuse moved into the penal code, which means now the sheriff has got to act on it. And <clears throat> yeah, it's no longer just a little mis- misdemeanor. Let's sweep this under the rug. It's in the penal code. So there's things you can do. But anyway, we've got about three minutes left here. I want to remind everybody again, this, these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. And this next week, we are not doing a show. And I might do the Sunday night show and maybe the Monday night show. And then I think we're taking the rest of the week off and I'm going to stuff myself with turkey. And that's the truth. And um, But take a little break here. Now, and then the other thing is, we'll be breaking mid-December, somewhere thereabouts, till the first week in January. And everybody is tired and burned out. And uh, it's just, uh, one lady said, well, she says, what all do you do? I don't tell what all we do. <laughs> I keep that quiet because of the glory hogs. Um I I don't tell. We keep everything under wraps. We've gotten so much accomplished. 
conducting business that way and made such good connections and uh, we've gotten on a first name basis with a lot of people that can possibly help us out. You never know if they're actually going to do anything or not. But anyway, um, so we don't advertise. We don't put your business in the street. And so keep that in mind. And like I say, all of this other hoopla about how great somebody is and they're the world's greatest. And if it wasn't for them, the world would have come to an end and blah, 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 blah. Blow it off and move on. Um, exactly. Just focus on yourself like I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and keep your business to yourself. Don't share your contacts. You have no right, like I said in the beginning of the show, you have no right to hand out your personal contacts to a third party without those people's permission. Don't give out emails. Do not give out phone numbers. And for God's sake, do not give out media or political contacts because the glory hogs will bounce on them and pound them to death and that door will slam shut. And um, so be careful. And, of course, it makes us all look bad. makes us all look like a bunch of screwballs. But anyway, we will be back sometime after we eat turkey. (laughs) And pumpkin pie. Thank you very much for having us on the show. We appreciate it, Marty. Oh, thank you for coming on. You're very informative, and we need to follow up with you, Peggy and get more info and whatever you can share in documentation and things if you want to i'll publish on the ppj and of course attribute you and um we'll see if we can get this stuff out there but everybody who tuned in thank you so much um we had a full house tonight boy i'll tell you we did and um we'll be back like i say it'll be after turkey day everybody have a great holiday again thanks for tuning in peggy thank you you too, Thank Peggy. you. God bless everybody. Right. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night.